turn something on or like I don't know. Maybe it's a new thing because probably some people didn't know that you know they they get recorded. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, there's probably <laughs> people getting like recorded. <laughs> like that. There's like a Clorox commercial, not Clorox, uh, like Charmin or something, yeah. where it's like the ladies like taking a shit <laughs> and like didn't know it was recording. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Dude, I feel like I I feel like they kind of uh, skirted away from what they wanted to do because like her pants were up on the toilet, but. When I saw the commercial, I was like, I wonder what, like, the European version of this would be. Like, it would end up on one of those, like, 20 WTF commercials or, like, around. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome so to what, what we binge. Today? What, what are we doing? All right. Well, uh, we came up with this idea last night. Um, I don't, I, I'm not really a, a big fan of going into the whole, like, diversity kind of thing and stuff like i support diversity and stuff but it's like making it the subject of a podcast like it like, like it feels weird but uh feels forced you know? i feel yeah it feels forced and weird but and but it's like we we have been talking in the past few weeks about like tv shows and movies that just came out or we talk about it like a week later it hasn't been hitting anything and then i realized because the big topic of the month is api month Mm-hmm. API Heritage Month, and I had no idea that, like, oh god, I can't believe I'm going to say that I'm API, but still, like, I, I, I didn't know we had a month, and like, I, I didn't, I didn't realize that everybody was jumping on it until I went to Hulu, and the artist that does the animations or like the designs for the API section on Hulu is he's a artist from Hawaii, and he does stuff for like a local restaurant chain called zippies so i'm like i was seeing i was like oh that's cool but yeah i I think i've just been seeing so much of that that i feel like we need to touch on it at some point i don't know Mm -hmm. yeah because you're european and latino so you'll 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 get you you will get your shine and i am a-A-N-P-I, which is all one thing now i can actually sing (laughs) several songs in taiwanese although i don't know what they mean I'm not even them. And, and I'm uh, not even going to try. <laughs> you are not going to hear me try that for a second. My, my, uh, my sister-in-law is, is AAPI. So, uh, and, and I really got into Taiwanese music. So, uh, and I, like when her parents showed up like during the wedding and I was like, Hey, you know, Raf knows how to sing these songs. It's like, what really? And things like Taiwanese is like, a, is like uh, even more complicated than, than Mandarin in terms of tones. Yeah. Like Mandarin has five tones. Taiwanese has seven yeah and uh but then when you're singing like the tones aren't that important anyway yeah and i don't know if uh, our audiences can tell by my voice i don't speak any other languages i'm like i'm like that guy from wolf of wall street that leo dicaprio was saying like yeah. was that that whitewash freaking yeah that's me so <laughs> i i have a Almost everything, yeah, almost everything I, I know is very, like, American Western based. So the second I saw that, like, there's, like, a spotlight on this now. I mean, I can't talk about AAPI, like, in general. But, like, in Hawaii, there are, like, a few movies and a few TV shows that are almost very specific to, like, our culture and what we know. So I figured I would touch on some of that and just talk about it. And you are also going to talk about yeah, I'm going to talk about something. 
I know. Well, thing is, like Mike told me, hey, you know, you talk about two European movies, I'll talk about two API, you know, movies, and, and I was like, okay, like you know, at first I was like, how many movies are we gonna talk about? I was like, oh, two is fine, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like, like a rebel, like the rebel that I am, uh, I chose one European movie and Whoa. one Argentinian movie because uh, my, my dad's from uh, from Uruguay, which is right next to, which by many, Arge if you speak to many Argentinians, they say that Uruguay is like the, the rogue province that, that never came into the fold. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's its own country. Very proud. Uh, Arge Argentinos, Uruguay is its own country, okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but, but it's it's an uh, Argentinian movie about a Argentinian man and a Chinese man uh and like they don't speak each other's language so that's like the whole point of the movie and, and uh but, but uh among other things yep and and uh stick around because at the end i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna talk about fast and furious tokyo drift if anybody wants to talk hear me what? talk about it. i i have a lot i have a lot to say about that very <laughs> obscure movie <laughs> that very obscure unknown aapi movie whatever yeah, yeah. We'll be, uh, drifting through that uh cool. style <laughs> right so and i can't believe i'm gonna start with this movie um i'm gonna start with this movie that's well known in hawaii called beyond paradise which uh it's a 1998 movie i know there's a 2016 like movie with the with another name of it uh beyond paradise is it, 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 it kind of fell in the category that like a lot of movies around the time fell into where like the outsider comes to Hawaii and learns the culture. Uh, this one specifically is about a guy like uh, for sake of clarifying a, a white guy from California who basically uh, comes in, like moves to the big Island of Hawaii and kind of like tries to find his way around the culture. And the reason it's called beyond paradise is it's basically about him going through the more like underground and more like seedy side of Hawaii. It's a, it's, it's basically a high school movie. It's almost the same plot as Mean Girls, only it's not girls. It's him hanging out with like boys. And it's uh, it's basically one of the few Hawaii slice of life slice of life movies that I've seen that got released on a national scale. And um, uh, the main guy, I think he might. I mean, like, not one one of the main, like, Hawaii guys. I think it might have been Portuguese. But just because of Hawaii's demographics, most people in that movie were, like, either Asian or Pacific Islander or both. So, I don't know. The reason I bring that movie up is because, one, I didn't know a whole lot of, like, Asian or Pacific Islander, like, you know, just going through life kind of movies. And two, it's like, I feel like it fueled this idea that anybody could just make a movie about the things that they see in their everyday life, just because it, it, you, you, you never really saw, saw that on a national scale. You had to be like the, like the really smart Asian or the token Pacific Islander, or you had to, you know, have a movie that was just very like completely shunned it and you were making a statement and saying that we're not those stereotypes but nothing that's really about what's in the middle especially like living in Hawaii and that that movie it's like it's a milestone it's considered a landmark movie in Hawaii because 
it either it's like yeah we 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 just we, we don't really see ourselves too much in i guess stuff in, in a lot of stuff and like in bringing that movie up um one thing led to another and i talked to a friend about it and i uh i was introduced to a an asian american movie that came out in the mainland that, that came out nationwide that came from california called better luck tomorrow which is probably the only other slice of life asian american movie i saw outside of beyond paradise only it took place outside of hawaii so it's it, it's like when you have an opportunity to show people just kind of like being natural or just you know introducing another culture without it like without it like feeling forced it feels like an accomplishment so everybody needs to go watch this movie beyond paradise uh it features a lot of stuff in uh, a lot of dialogue in pigeon also known as a uh, hawaiian creole english like the main character his name is mark thompson and then the portuguese or aapi guy goes oh who are you mark thompson and that's like a big <laughs> like like there's a certain generation in hawaii that if you say that phrase they'll know exactly what you're talking about so that that's a little tidbit for anybody visiting here but yeah that was my first movie beyond paradise from 1998 nice all right i haven't seen it so i should totally see it yeah not a not a lot of people outside of Hawaii have seen it, but it, every so often you get surprised. I don't know. Every so often you you hear a whole or you know, you hear like a mannerism that's like, oh, okay, maybe you've seen. I don't know. Hey, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, the thing is, I'm looking at the IMDb page. Like a young Californian moves to Hawaii. Where he is befriended by three Hawaiians who show him Hawaii beyond the postcard image. Yeah, so it's basically like regular issues, like it's like, <laughs> like the kind of issues you would see in like Fast Times at Ridgemont High or like, um, oh dude, like tag, other high school the movies. Tagline is is like is something else, like a world of stunning beauty and violent contrast. Yeah, I want to, I want to, I, I wonder when Hawaii is going to, because they're starting to bring a lot of movies and TV shows to Hawaii. Like they're building, building us up to be another like Atlanta or Hollywood or anything. And it's, uh, I wonder when, when can they start going beyond the whole beauty and life at the same time, like paradise and what? struggles. Whoa! Like when? When? What does that have to stop being like a selling point? Issues? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't know that could be a thing. It's like it's, trees it's, and everyone's problem. <laughs> <laughs> trees and issues. It's like. It's like this. This movie really did feel like they're, they were gonna meet. Too. Like what? 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 Like sand? Like there should be like it, you know. It's not like Tatooine. Like everything. <laughs> things are good. <laughs> things are good when there's sand, except when it's Tatooine. <laughs> I hate sand. How can you hate sand? You're a boy. I don't know. It gets everywhere in its course. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because we get our sand from other countries. Oh, did I did I spell that on this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, our sound is fake. Anyway. 
not all of it but um yeah. yeah no no this was the only movie i saw that like i thought that from this movie on there would be more either aapi movies or more hawaii movies that didn't have to like exaggerate that as a point but as you can see from the marketing of beyond paradise and the marketing of you know every other hawaii thing that came after that that's that's not going to stop anytime soon it's going to be like a world where the sun and the fish and poop and poo. So, well, I don't know. It's like, it's always interesting, right? Interesting. It's always an interesting angle because it's like a, I guess, a contrast, right? Like most people think, oh, sun, beauty. Oh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else to, to add to Beyond Paradise? Is there uh, something beyond Beyond Paradise? not right away you got anything <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh sh shall i shall i talk about my my uh, orgasmic uh, uh german movie uh sure yes uh, I'll, I'll explain why i said orgasmic because i wrote a little thing i saw it yesterday it's a movie called victoria and it came out in 2015 uh, it's a two-hour movie that was shot entirely in one take. So it's not like, you know, 1917 or, or Birdman where they fake the one take where it's like 15-minute takes and they, you know, whenever it gets super dark, that's when they cut and have another, another clip. So like this was actually shot in two hours, like the whole story and everything. And uh, I'll, I'll just read what, you know, like, let me set the scene for you. Uh, strobe lights and white smoke fill a nightclub. People are dancing or having seizures. In a techno club, it's not always easy to tell the difference until someone drops to the floor. But this isn't Beyonce. This isn't Bob Dylan or Burna Boy or Jay Belvin. This is a mechanical guttural beat stripped down to its bare essentials. A heartbeat with scratches of throbbing pheromones and dancing flesh. Tonight, we are in Berlin. Enter Victoria, a young Spanish woman out to meet new people and soak in the city. This story in short of Victoria. Girl meets boy, girl runs around Berlin with boy and his friends. Boy and his friends start a heist that goes horribly wrong. One movie, one take. That's Victoria, 2015. And that's it, Marlon. <laughs> that, that is wow. the story. That was, like, uh, that was epic. <laughs> uh, thing is like, uh, you know, uh, I, <clears throat> I saw this the first time I went to Berlin. Um, and like, I saw it yesterday again, as I said. And I just had flashbacks of being in a nightclub and just being like, you know, shit, you know, this is exactly like, you know, just one, one warning. If you're prone to seizures, do not watch the first five minutes of this movie because like the strobe lights and all the shit, like I thought I was going to have a seizure. It's just, you know, um, like it's very, you know, uh, like uh, sense it's like, it attacks your senses. It attacks your eyeballs. It really, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> you feel like a different person after seeing those first two minutes. And it's just, like, weird. But strangely familiar. Uh, because, you know, I, I, I used to go out in Berlin nightclubs and, you know, lose my friends because, like, there's so much smoke. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, where are you guys? You go to the bathroom, you don't find your friends ever. Until yeah. the next morning, it was like, hey, you know, you're texting. It's like, hey, where are you guys? We're here. It's like, well, what do you mean here? No, we're here. And yeah. uh, I was like, you know, fuck off. <laughs> it's like, I don't know who you are. And that's it, you know. But yeah, that, that is Victoria. Like, really amazing. Like, I think the story itself is not really... Uh, the, the main thing that's really cool is that it really gives you a glimpse of what it's like to be there and to go, like, have fun 
at night, go to a nightclub. It gives you a good idea of what it's like. And then, but then the story is not super realistic in terms of how events unfold. But since it's all shot in one take, you kind of buy into it. Uh, but you know, it's like this girl meets a bunch of boys, uh, falls in love with one of them. And then she's like, oh yeah, I'm going to go with these guys. We're going to have fun, whatever, go to another nightclub. And then turns out that these guys were hired to pull off a heist and mm-hmm. steal some, some truck or something. <clears throat> and this girl's like, okay, yeah, I'll stay here. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, it, it's, it's something that in real life you'd be like, okay, well maybe she's drunk. Maybe she's high. It's like four in the morning. Uh, you could, you could explain stuff like that, you know, but it sort of gives you a glimpse of like, sometimes you're taken over by a sequence of events and sometimes you might not have a hundred percent control over that. And thing is like, since she was there, she can't pull out anymore. So they're like, yeah, you, you can't, you know, uh, fuck this up for us or because otherwise we're all going to be killed by this mob that hired these guys to pull out this heist. So, so it's, uh, it's a crazy movie. It's, it's, uh, I think it, it had a big splash at the time because it was shot in one take and it's like two hours or something. So it's just crazy. Yeah. Like I'm, uh, Looking at the posters for Victoria right now, by the way, when I type in Victoria movie on Google, uh, apparently there's a lot of movies called Victoria. Like there's yeah, like, so a- like Victoria 2015. <laughs> uh, so it's like, uh, so like what, what's interesting is that like, she's a Spanish student who doesn't mm-hmm. speak German very well or speaks very little German. Yeah. So like, it's funny how she tries to speak to the people in German and then they answer her in English because they know that she can't speak fuck, you know, like a fucking word of German. And, uh, you know, which uh, also reminded me of what it's actually like. Like, people are just like that. They don't want to waste time. And I was yeah. like, you know, I'm not going to humor you uh, with your German, you know, trying to speak German to me. I'm just like, hey, what do you want? Okay, drink. Okay, good. Okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I... People, like, screaming in a nightclub very well because they don't understand each other. I was like, mm-hmm. shot. Yes. Where are you from? What? Where are you from? What? Where are you from? <laughs> what? Swedish? No. <laughs> so it's, it's just, it, yeah, it, it is very realistic. And I, I think that's like the main strength of this movie in terms of like how it's shot and everything. It's pretty good. Yeah. There's like, this looks like this was a big movie outside of the US. Like there's, uh, like there's posters in different languages, including Japanese. Uh, there's multiple posters in like the same style with different characters. Like, it, it looks like it went all out enough. It looks like this was a well-known movie. I just, yeah, I'm just wondering why it never reached like America and like the same. In terms of like, I'm sure every cinema buff knows this movie or has heard of this movie. Yeah. In, in one way or another. And, uh, you know, but like outside of Germany or even outside of my circle of friends, like my uh, my high school friends didn't know about it. And uh, it's just like, if you're interested in that, I mean, movies uh, or cinema in general, like, yeah, you, you probably heard of this uh, movie, but, but it's just like, uh, because it was such an achievement at the time. And I mean, it wasn't the first movie to be filmed in one take, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it's the first one that I saw and that I think really pulled it off and did it in a way that, because apparently uh, they had rehearsed the whole two hour sequence uh i think twice before they they actually shot it mm-hmm. and uh and then uh like the the filmmaker actually had a version that was filmed traditionally 
uh, with like different cuts and you know the normal way a movie is is shot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just so that the investors would let him, like they wouldn't let him just do the one take movie. Like they said, okay, just film a version that we think is safe and then do your thing. And if your mm-hmm. thing is better, we'll choose like you know the the one the the one take uh, movie. And it turned out better, for sure. I, wow. I haven't seen the the normal one, but I can imagine that it's not as good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's always the, the scary part. If like, like something like that will come across as like a gimmick, or if it would um, like enhance the story at all. Yeah, yeah. But it's like I don't know. Crazy things happen in Berlin at night. Uh, I'm not gonna say anything, but crazy things happen. Ah, uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> right. Not as crazy as pulling off the heist, right? But, <laughs> <laughs> but still, crazy yeah. things happen, or things that you didn't expect, and it's like. You know, uh, I met a taxi driver who spoke seven languages. Oh, shit. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, how many languages do you speak? Oh, seven. I was like, oh, uh, how many do you speak? Oh, I speak this. Like, hey, you should learn Arabic. Man. You know, yeah. <laughs> he was Lebanese. So I was like, ah, you speak, hey, learn Arabic. Next language. Come on, bro. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. By the anyway, way, uh, awesome. next movie I want to talk about is Once for Warriors because that was the the movie that scared me uh, growing up. It was the first movie that scared me. Like I saw horror movies before, and I mean they would scare me for a second if there's like a jump scare or something. But like that feeling I had at the end of like watching a movie like Hereditary, where I, you just feel gross. Once for Warriors, in the okay. best possible way, this is a compliment to the movie. The best possible way, that was the first movie that made me feel gross at the end. <laughs> and it's about like a Maori family, uh, I guess, trying to get by. Um, the uh, the parents in the movie, uh, the uh, it's pretty heavy subject matter. Like the uh, husband is like abusive to the wife. Uh, the kids are trying to find their way. Uh, their son is um, kind of uh, trying to get initiated into a like a biker gang and yeah um i read a, a little bit of the book um and what is it I, I think senior year of high school and uh yeah i didn't get around to finishing the book but from what i read so far it's uh pretty different from the movie but uh in the movie the, the guy that plays the main uh say the husband or the main dad is uh tomorrow morrison who in the past few years somehow became like one of those like franchise like one of those people you hire if you have if you're gonna make like a franchise movie like zoe saldana how if you have a sci-fi movie you get her tomorrow morrison was um the purple guy in green lantern he was boba fett he was aquaman's dad <laughs> he was um yeah he is boba fett he is he, he is. is boba fett he book of boba on. fett comes, he lives on <laughs> And Django Fett, and if they do ever do the Bad Batch in live action, he's all of them too. <laughs> but yeah, this was like the first time I got a taste of him as an actor, and he's uh, he was very scary to watch. And like a guy that plays like one of the uncles in the movies is um, Cliff Curtis, and he's Maori, and he was from a lot of stuff like Fear of Walking Dead and Training Day, and he was very well known for a long time for uh, being a guy you hire for a movie if you need somebody that's like ambiguous like he's played i think like 
a few. I think he's played a black character before. He's definitely played like Latino characters before. He played Pablo Escobar once. He played uh, an Indian guy once. Uh, he was smiley in Training Day, and his whole thing is like, if he's going to go in and play another race, he's going going to like respect it as much as possible. But uh, I guess the interesting about seeing where his career is going started to go is like over time he would start to go back to playing some Maori roles, but some other Pacific Islander roles because nowadays they want, it's like if they're going to make a movie about something, they want somebody that's that thing. It's like, they're not playing around with his ambiguity as much anymore. I mean, they're playing around with Tamar Morrison's because he was in a uh, door, the Explorer or the lost city of gold or whatever. But for like Cliff Curtis, I don't, I, I don't see it as much, but yeah, Once for Warriors was it, it was a very gritty movie, and it was the first time I saw Pacific Islanders portrayed that way because, you know, it it like the more seedy side of stuff. It does exist, like in like Polynesian islands. And once again, uh, going back to what we said about Beyond Paradise, uh, there does ten, there does seem to be a tendency to promote places as like paradise and like this is where all your troubles go away and once for warriors was almost like the complete other end of that i mean it doesn't take place in hawaii it takes place in new zealand but in terms of talking about paradise it talks about like the complete other end of that and um yeah i i, I was just impressed when i first saw it yeah i was just impressed when i first saw it that i could watch a movie that felt that authentic it didn't feel like it was trying to be anything else it was uh based on a very heartfelt story and it wasn't being told through you know like uh an outside mainstream gaze and i think it was one of the movies outside of like the franchise movies like lord of the rings and um some other like i know there's other like mainstream new zealand movies but it was like the first movie i saw outside of a that was created outside of like a that 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 dealt with something that's not normally talked about in the mainstream being told from you know like a more like diverse expect perspective and being promoted on a scale large enough that it could reach like an international audience so it's not for a lot of people it's not really a lesser known movie but uh it's not exactly a movie i hear being passed down a lot like oh have you seen blank have you seen this so that's kind of why i want to bring that movie up sorry i i uh my my microphone was <laughs> weird. but yeah no that, that's really interesting that's like uh thing is uh it, it's interesting because I, I think most people know new zealand because of the lord of the rings movies and they make new zealand look super i mean it is naturally beautiful as, right. as a country and as a, as a, as, an, as a couple of islands. Yeah. Uh, but like you, you don't often hear about the, like the New Zealand society and like how, yeah. you know, the, the British settlers and, and the Maori people who were who there already. Yeah. All that all, you know, what is happening today in terms of, uh, social uh, unrest and stuff like that or like yeah. just like not unrest but I guess like social differences yeah 
I'm still impressed that somebody like Taika Waititi is like getting as big as he is because he is almost that like, almost like middle ground guy. He's the guy you could see telling like, I don't know, average everyday stories. Whereas you have something, it's like you, you, you have like greedy dramas or promoting a place as like really beautiful. And Taika Waititi is probably one of the biggest names out of New Zealand now. And he's, his movies tend to have a tone that's very slice of life-ish. Like, like, let's say, let's talk about like what we do in the shadows, even that movie. Like it's the first time I really saw New Zealand just portrayed as any old place. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm always, I, I like seeing a, a vampire mockumentary. <laughs> yeah. But like when they go out and they talk to people on the street, it's just like, it's not like, this is a thing. It's like, yeah, if you get, if, uh, it's like a normal place. Like a yeah. Normal, you know, yeah. Normal. If the audiences is, uh, couldn't tell yet, I have a big preference for just showing places as they're like not making like the place a thing in movies, if that makes sense. I don't know. Like, even though places are special, like I, I'm always impressed when you can take that place and just portray it as if you were shooting a movie in like a rom-com in New York, or as if you were shooting it in like, I don't know, like some park in California or something, you know? I mean, no. Not really sure, but. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, like, I, I like regular shit. Like, my my dream is to, my, my dream is to see something like Clerks, but in like, different areas like i always wanted to see like what would like hawaii's version of clerks be what would like i don't know switzerland like like frank of ireland is almost to me i'll I'll try to paraphrase what i think you're saying which is show places as they actually are and not like the built-up manicured yeah uh you know uh like switzerland for example is a very beautiful you know with a lot of beautiful uh you know splendor or you yeah. know, like the mountains and lakes and shit, but like uh, most people don't talk about, uh, you know, poverty or, or yeah, or you know the 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 issues that normal people go through every day, and yeah, of, uh, I don't know uh, what I was looking for where I forgot, but like you know like the type of prejudice or uh, just like attitude that people have over there or anywhere but but it's kind of uh, you only see the uh i think the the industry that has filmed probably the most movies in switzerland like don't quote me on this but when i was a kid a lot of bollywood movies used to be filmed in switzerland oh uh for, cool you know for romantic scenes or thing or you know like Rukh khan Mm-hmm. That famous guy, like he's been to Switzerland, I don't know how many times. And, like you'll see pictures of some movies that he's in that were shot in Switzerland. I was like, oh, I know that place, you know. <laughs> so, so it's like, oh, I used to drive by there, and, and uh, it's just like, uh, but you know, yeah, I don't like when people just gloss, like, gloss over an area and just say like, oh, well, Hawaii is just beaches and palm trees, yeah, and, uh, or you know, New Zealand is just like Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah like 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 i always like switzerland is just heidi yeah (laughs) yeah and i feel like i always like refer i don't hate heidi but i'm just like wait is heidi the no it's heidi chocolate and fondue is heidi that movie that that not pippi longstockings but kind of pippi longstockings i feel like i've seen a dvd 
that said yeah. Heidi a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd always pass by and I'm like, what is this movie with the Yeah, well thing is like there's, name. A, there's a valley <laughs> called the Valley of Heidi and, and it's uh between it's actually quite close to where my, my Swiss ancestors came from. So I'm oh, especially uh, <laughs> you know, kind of like Switzerland isn't only Heidi. Uh, but you know it's uh, but there was like a famous anime about Heidi that sort of told the story and like you know Heidi lives with her grandfather and her brother Peter or something yeah and uh, they they run down the 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 mountainside or something like that and even I don't know like I don't give a shit but (laughs) (laughs) I think it's funny it's like you know when you're when you when you grew up in New York or if you live in New York you don't really give a shit about any of the landmarks like any of the tourist shit that people are interested in is the same thing in Switzerland. Like one person asked me once when I was, when, uh, cause I grew up there and like, you know, yeah. this British lady was asking me, uh, I was, uh, I was in, uh, in the middle of a British, like an English exam. And one of the thing was like an oral sort of like, you know, I had to face to face exam. Yeah. I was like, well, if a British person comes to Switzerland, what should they do? Like, what do you think they should see or something? I was like, I don't know. You know, <laughs> it's like i guess it's nice you can go to the mountains Uh, what what is heidi about and why are there like a million versions of this movie there's a a disney version there's a shirley temple version uh there's a 2015 version there's it's like i don't know it's kind of like the sound it's it's similar to the sound of music and okay where like it's just being in the mountains and it's beautiful and people have that sort of like romantic idea of switzerland and and uh you know switzerland yeah is a very beautiful country but you know some people like they just piss me off over there <laughs> <laughs> wow people exist there really oh, yeah people, some people are actually a big pain like can be a big pain in the ass sometimes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to, to my swiss friends out there yeah <laughs> You know who you are, but uh, we were just gonna let you dig, keep 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 digging your hole on your Heidi Mountain. Yeah, no, it, it's just uh, yeah, you know. I think I, I actually one of my high school friends. He was the youngest yodeler in all of Switzerland. And, oh, uh, you that's know, cool. And like people are like people yodel. I was like, yes, they do. They yodely, yodely. You know, like that's that's a thing. But that's like and an actual like, art he form. Even had a sash. He had a sash. That said, like youngest yodeler of Switzerland, you know, and uh, he was so proud of it. I think he's an engineer now. Does he yodel <laughs> while he engineers? Like Swiss people become bankers, accountants, or engineers, or they work for yeah. government, and that's essentially like yeah, <laughs> and spectrum. and Hawaii AAPI. Um, uh, <laughs> they never. Like, yeah, that, that's that's funny because like in Hawaii, it's kind of like if, if you if you don't. If you want, if you don't like the whole model minority idea of Asians, my thing is just come to Hawaii. It's like, like there, there is no model minority here. You can Asian people are the accountants, but they're also the construction workers and the I don't know the idiots you see in the news and the people accomplishing things in Washington D.C. and whatever. It's like, yeah, and like I, I feel like that's why I never really like understood that whole stereotype growing up, just because like. Yeah everyone I grew up around like either mostly went to like military or like, <laughs> went to like military or construction. So it's kind of like, it's like, it wasn't, it wasn't like my real life, but like, I know for some people like that's their only exposure is like seeing like 
accountants and podcasts. Uh, no, wait, wait, what are the movies you talked about? You talked about Victoria and the the last one. What was the last one you just brought up? Uh, I don't know if I should talk about the last one. <laughs> Chinese takeaway. Chinese takeaway. I don't so, know. So wait. All right, coming back in. So what is this? Uh, so what? Wait. So what is this movie about? So this movie. Uh, called the uh, Chinese takeaway in English. The the Spanish title is Un Cuento Chino, which uh, means literally a Chinese story or a Chinese tale. And it's about a uh, uh, an Argentinian store owner, like a hardware store owner, who uh, crosses paths with a Chinese man who just landed in Buenos Aires and gets swindled out of his money and is left on the on the side of the street where this guy uh, is just chilling and watching airplanes and uh, you know they just don't they don't speak the same language like the the guy uh, the the Argentinian guy Roberto uh, doesn't understand the, 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 the this man who just like landed out of nowhere <laughs> let me get okay so the the Argentinian guy is called uh, Roberto his uh, character and the Chinese man is called Jun so it's like, uh, so Jun doesn't understand what Roberto's saying and, and Jun is just saying, oh, please, please help me, please help me, whatever. And what's funny, like when you look, I, I saw the version in Spanish, I think it's, uh, it's only available in Spanish with English subtitles. So they, liber- they deliberately don't subtitle what Jun said so that you're also lost uh, if you don't speak Mandarin. So it's like, uh, so you're, you're kind of like Roberto, is, you're supposed to be uh like roberto is like your your entry point into this story right but um let's say the story in short is uh jun actually loses his fiance in a freak cow accident uh in china and uh, decides to move to argentina to work for his uncle and uh so the whole story is how roberto helps jun find his uncle even though they don't know where the uncle lives, what he does, uh, because like he has an address, Jun has the address of his uncle's address, but like his uncle moved out of there like three years before. So it's the whole story of like how like they become friends and whatever else. Mm. And it's, uh, and thing is like, I believe that uh, the expression un cuento chino in Argentina also means like a crazy story or an unbelievable story. So it's, uh, okay. it's like, it's also like a uh, shorthand for it's uh, for that and and the story and like what's funny about this movie is that roberto has this uh, uh hobby of finding unbelievable stories in the newspaper and collecting unbelievable like crazy stories crazy stories that are true and like he collects these stories and everything so like they're you know and then he imagines him, himself in these scenarios so like you'll see sequences where he's reading the story and he imagines and you see what he's imagining and he's like an actor in the scene, right? Or like he's imagining himself in the crazy story. So it's kind of funny. Like there's one, uh, the the one of the crazy stories that he finds are like uh, an Italian couple uh, who are having actually, uh, I guess like they were having an affair in the car, and uh, one of them like releases the handbrake, and the car just plummets down a down a cliff, and they both die. And that's like the crazy story. And uh, there's another story where just things happen by accident. Like some guy dies in a barbershop because some truck hit a scooter and a bar that he had on the roof like crashes through the window and kills the guy in the barbershop. So it's like you have some crazy stories like that. And that's sort of like, and what's funny, what, what's interesting in the movie is that when uh, they, they actually, 
thing the, the movie in English is called Chinese Takeaway because the only way that they get to understand each other is when they order Chinese Takeaway and the driver oh. who's Chinese speaks both Mandarin and Spanish. So like he's the translator. Uh. <laughs> so, so then like he tells the story of like Jin tells the story of like how he lost his uh, fiance because he was about to propose then yeah. this cow fell out of the sky and landed on, on his fiance. And that's like the first <laughs> sequence of the movie. And what's crazy is that that actually happened in real life that in Russia. <laughs> Wait, really? so that wasn't just a like, because because the way you're you're describing this, it sounds like it's like Kung Power, like one of those no, movies no, where just thing things like, just don't uh, make sense. The, the story of the cow falling out of the sky actually happened in Russia because oh. uh, years ago. And the real story is that these cattle rustlers, you know, like they were stealing cattle, so but uh -huh. like with airplanes, so they were putting cattle in this cargo freight like airplane to steal them. And uh, like, I guess the owners or the cops found them and started shooting at the plane. So since the plane was damaged, they had to lose some weight. So they released cows. <laughs> and in real, in, in real life, it landed on a Russian fisherman who was in the middle of the lake. And uh, the cow landed on him and killed him in real oh. life. And uh, this happened like 10, 15 years ago. And, uh, and I feel like a story like this would have been a bigger, like, like it would have like gone it's, viral it's like, at least. You know, this is. It, it's it's. Uh, I I don't know. This happened a long time ago. So like maybe at the time, uh, and also, yeah, I don't know. I don't. They didn't, they didn't talk about that that much. Maybe. <laughs> can't think of like one news story that like like it, I'm surprised this isn't a story that doesn't get brought up that it doesn't get brought up like every five years. Like hey, remember when this was in the news? Hey, remember when this happened? Well, like remember when there were monoliths and now no one gives a shit anymore. <laughs> Oh yeah, we were just saying, yeah. What happened? <laughs> yeah, what happened about that? Like Remember when they had people thought that there were aliens who were planting mollusks everywhere, or maybe there were just art installations. I have no. If there are art installations, I can understand why it would like not get talked about. Like that guy that uh, taped a banana to a wall and sold it for like ten thousand dollars. Of that in the video, but like I won't tell you guys. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i remember that <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but yeah so the thing is like in the movie uh Ch chinese takeaway like uh the way that they recycle that story of the cow falling out of the sky into this guy who was about to like they're in the, he's in a boat with his uh with his girlfriend and uh like it's like oh i have a, I have a surprise for you and then like he goes to fetch the ring to propose and that's when the cow falls out of this guy and kills his girlfriend and uh and, and that's like the whole reason why he wants to move out of china and move to argentina and work for his uncle and just like leave and uh but i you know for me it's i i i sympathize a lot with roberto because like he get, just gets pissed off throughout the movie for silly things that sometimes i get pissed off about <laughs> because <laughs> like he's a hardware store owner who's kind of ocd and like mm -hmm. he counts like he he sells nails and you know like screwdrivers and shit places things that you buy on amazon nowadays or at home depot and uh but like he's a small business owner in buenos aires, in buenos aires. and uh like uh, he'll count each nail that he gets from like 
cargo shipments because they they don't count the nails. Like always, four nails missing. Always. <laughs> That's the moment in the movie. Always, like so he calls the 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 the, the delivery guy. It's like you're always missing four nails. What's the problem? You know, it's like he's really OCD kind of guy. And uh, you know, but it, it's interesting how how this guy who has no space in his life for anybody else is forced to uh because of all his weird pangs and problems uh i guess psychological issues or just like issues is a bit strong for strong a term but you know like all of his you know like all the weight i guess or yeah, just whatever's yeah. in, his, in his head i guess yeah, all this stuff that he's kind of like very because of his ocd i'll just say uh that like you know there's this woman who likes him but he's like you know kind of in his own world and i don't you know so that's also a subplot so like it's about him also kind of becoming a human being and <laughs> going out with this woman and uh you know and also jun you know finding his uncle and everything but i you know i really like this movie because it's it's a touching story even though sometimes uh uh, you know, it, it's sort of like, it, it's funny, it's it's touching. And it's really a loss in translation situation where there's like people who are, uh, you know, when they're really forced to, like this guy, when he's really forced to, uh, he'll do the right thing, like when he yeah. really has to. Uh, even though he's trying to ditch June like every chance he gets. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's like, but you know, like we don't speak the same language, can't you just take him like... <laughs> Because, you know, there's a, there's a sequence in the movie where they find the wrong uncle. Like, they find a guy who has the same name as the uncle. And uh, and they realize, oh, it's the wrong guy. So I have to find another guy who has the same name. Uh, but And then he says, well, you know, you guys speak Mandarin. Can't you just take him? You know? Because <laughs> <laughs> so, the guy doesn't want him in his house anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but there's, there's a whole subplot about, like, uh, him losing his dad and how that was his dad's house and he doesn't want to change anything because his dad died in, his, in a way that didn't leave him any closure. And yeah. So there's also that aspect to it. So it's like he doesn't want anything to change because a lot of a lot of layers to this movie. Like it sounds like it starts quirky. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of layers and you a lot of like unexpected layers and uh, they also talk about the Falkland war you know between like argentina and the uk in the 80s yeah because uh, argentina lost uh that that war mm-hmm. uh, you know and, and roberto was a conscript in that uh in the story he was a conscript and like when he came back from that like i think that's when his dad died or something so that's why he kind of has this like he never got to say bye or something um you know it, it, it's sort of uh I, I think i'm misremembering parts of the movie but you know give me a break i haven't seen this in like five years but i saw the beginning of it yesterday <laughs> i don't have time to watch it today but like i really like the movie and it's it's for free on tubi as well and it's also on uh, on amazon prime uh, uh so. tubi's got some a lot of tubi's stuff got some really good movies man uh. yeah no like uh i recommend the movie even if you know for people who don't like to read subtitles uh just watch it you know uh, same thing for Victoria because they also have some. They mix German and English all the time because Victoria doesn't speak German in the movie. So they they ah oh, you know hello. You are, what is your name? <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know I, I think uh, 
we we've given some movies that people probably haven't seen this episode that cool. people should go and see and, and yeah. expand the horizons. Yeah, that is our what are you going to call this? Our our API European Exchange. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I promised I was going to talk about. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, and Latino. I don't know. We'll, we're going to tell like a lot of Latino for uh, in the Heights when. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. That was the uh, that was the play that made me think Broadway was cool. That was the first time I like considered theater as like something that I should do, I guess, at the time when it came out. So yeah, that uh that play holds a lot to me. So I'm gonna we're gonna talk about the movie. But um Did you, uh, did, isn't there another story about the heights? About the height. I know a story. About me in the did heights. You audition for, for, for oh did I? Oh no wait, yeah. Oh <laughs> oh god that shit. <laughs> no, what what happened was I uh I kind of spammed their inbox a lot trying to be an actor and uh I tried to like convince them I could be uh <laughs> Hey, you need an Asian guy, here's here. And then the next one I put in, hey, you need somebody that's like Dominican or Puerto Rican, hey, I could kind of pass. Hey, look at this. Like I kept putting in as like something new. And then after a while, I got an email that said something like, we'll call you. Anyway, are we going to are we gonna put the story in there? I don't know. Please stop. It's like, no, just, just please don't. No, man. No. Please, please stop. Like, we need to live our lives here. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to be it's hard it's hard to in an amicable way. <laughs> Dude, I even applied for that Aquafina show that that uh they filmed right outside of uh, my work building and it didn't uh they didn't hire me i was like oh come on <laughs> like like anything like come on. i literally went for anything at the time and uh, nothing happened there was a show in Secaucus they were filming that where it was like the guy from scrubs donald Faison. he was like a cop or something yeah. or a detective and i don't know what happened to that show but they said we'll call you i was like oh anyway um, I'm going to end this podcast. I'm talking about fast. <laughs> How much of this are we going to leave in? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, anyway, because uh, yeah, I got to wrap this up because I got to go start doing my other work. Anyway, uh, what was I lost my train of thought. Yeah. So Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Uh, I'm just going to end this podcast on that movie because like, it's it's very well known for being like one of the least grossing Fast and Furious movies. It's kind of known too for like uh, I guess being very stereotypical about like Japanese culture and being like on a broader scale of you know like Asians and whatever. But it's uh, kind of one of the only mainstream movies out there, and it, for like a lot of Gen Z and millennials, it's like the first movie where you got to see Asians be cool and just kind of a part of the whole, like, like you're, it, it felt like you were a part of the zeitgeist for the first time. And uh, it's one of those movies where it's like, it, it's going to go down the path of like plan nine from outer space, where it's going to be known as like bad and cheesy for a while, but eventually it's going to get like studied. <laughs> like, I feel like this movie is going to get studied somewhere along the way because it was like a franchise movie that, you know, didn't, I guess like, I mean, there, there, there are a few moments when you could like question if 
they were trying to shy away from, I guess, like putting Asians in lead roles or whatever. But for the most part, it really is like, you know, if you were a kid watching it at the time, made you feel like you can go through life just either being cool or feeling natural. And it's, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm trying to describe this without getting too, like, you know, we're part of this together, guys. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm trying not to get too buzzwordy with this, but you, you know what I mean, right? Like, it's kind of like, like Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift is a, it was cool. And uh, <laughs> I, have to, I have to come out clean about something. Um, I have never watched any of the Fast and Furious movies. Get out. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> All right. The only one I saw on TV was Tokyo Drift. And then. Oh, see, you saved yourself. See, there we go. <laughs> and then after that, I saw actual drifting in Tokyo, and I thought that was better. Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, on TV. Oh, I thought you actually went to Tokyo and saw, like, no, no, oh, no. that's cool. Dude. I saw like, you know, they were doing like, what the thing is, I think it became a thing because like drifting in Tokyo had never been like words that I, that I had heard together before uh, Tokyo drift. And after that, like they sort of like the whole drift situation, I think became a bit more mainstream knowledge, you know? Yeah. So people knew that, Oh, this is actually a thing in Tokyo that people didn't know about outside of Tokyo and, and uh, or outside of Japan, I guess. So after that like uh in europe like you kept having like uh i guess like new well not news reels but like documentaries about oh this is how it's actually like you know this is real tokyo drifting you know yeah. and, and and the drifting actually looked way more professional <laughs> <laughs> but i'm sure they got actual drifters in that movie to to be to drift i keep saying drift all the time i'm kind of drift off. drift drift <laughs> drift drift <laughs> but but there's a big motorhead culture subculture in japan yeah like yeah even bikers is there uh is there a lot in switzerland actually you mentioned it there is yeah, a huge yeah, there, there's, like I, I right there are motorheads a bit everywhere it's just uh, yeah uh, like i think since switzerland has a lot of mountain roads that are really nice to, to a lot of fun to drive on yeah uh, it kind of comes naturally that everyone thinks that even people who don't have like really amazing cars, everyone thinks that they're like a, a race driver. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so like when you pass someone in Switzerland, they will accelerate. Just because <laughs> they're like tired of you being there. Move. Car coming the other way around. Like like that's an actual phenomenon. That that like I, I I was used to because I grew up there, but like my parents who didn't grow up in Switzerland, like they were like people are crazy here because like whenever we pass them, like they just accelerate. Because they don't, and then you have like your own mini drag race on a fucking road in the middle of nowhere. Oh, that's uh, cool. <laughs> so it's like people get, yeah, drivers. Uh, there are some aggressive drivers in Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> Never would have thought about that. All right. Uh, I think that wraps our podcast so for the right week. Very, very culturally relevant podcast. Oh, God, I'm trying. I'm so. <laughs> it is so hard not to talk about this without falling into that, like trap of like just want to be seen it's like whatever anyway yeah cool anyway where can they find us raf they can find <laughs> us on spotify which didn't work this week for a day which i was very pissed off about damn you spotify which is that's a swiss company right no it's swiss. or is it sweden 
Okay. I'm so uh, offended right now. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe people. Oh, like I'm not Swedish. Okay. <laughs> you sound like a sound like a true New Yorker now. I'm gonna cut that out. Anyway, where can they find us? <laughs> yeah, they can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Bullhorn, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Audible, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, a bunch of other places that you probably heard of. And uh, we are also on Instagram at What We Binge. Please follow us. Send us DMs. Tell, Send us DMs. That's the only way we can talk to you guys. So DMs. slid slide. Leading to our DMs. <laughs> I'm red strike. Anyway, before this goes deeper, peace. Peace. <laughs>